I'm going to smoke some more Anonymous and Tom. That's the song. Well, that's, 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 those are the first recordings of the Marks. Whatever you say may be used against you. Oh, that's perfectly reasonable. I'm sure. Because those thieves, when they, when they took the machines, they took the tapes too. Oh, they did. Oh, they took my aerosol tape. Oh, they did. They even take the tapes off the machines. No, no time. That's incredible. Incredible. They didn't even have dancing.
Good morning, and welcome to Uncle Paul's Jazz Closet. This is your host, Cindy McGurl, and this is your local radio show about jazz drummer Paul Modian. And today I have um, some really interesting rehearsal tapes that I had digitized um, locally by digitizer extraordinaire Vince Gabriel. And um, I'm pretty excited about them because they really have, uh, they're really unique. Um, what you just heard was track one of five of a, a rehearsal session of pianist Lowell Davidson and Paul Modian on drums. It, it didn't have a date on it, but Paul wrote 1977 and he put um, a question mark there, so I think he looked at it later, wasn't exactly sure of the date. And um, it's sort of like the Holy Grail. If you've listened to other shows I had about Lowell, there was a lost tape from a concert that Paul did with Lowell that he really wanted to see put out as a record. And, um, and that didn't happen because the tape was too old and um, wasn't, um, just wasn't good enough to be made into a record. All right, so I was talking into the mic the wrong way because it's a new mic. It works differently than our old one. That should be better. Um, okay, so that I have that um, cassette that's been digitized. And then I also have another cassette from also from, I think, 1977, also not dated. And this is with um, Charles Brackeen, the saxophonist who was in Paul's first trio. And uh, it's really, um, they're mostly practicing the tune Dance, which they recorded on one of the, um, there were two trio albums that Charles Brackeen played on that were put out by ECM. And um, and they were practicing the song Dance, which is from the album Dance. So um, I have that, and that has incredible chatter that, um, is really, they're really learning the music and figuring out how to play it. And I think um, both musicians and people who just listen are going to be really intrigued by that. Um, and I have lots of readings from Paul's autobiography, some of which I've read before. Um, I did a couple of, uh, a few really early shows about the first trio. So if you like, um, Charles Brackeen, you should go back and listen to them. And, and I've done a couple of shows about Lowell Davidson, too. Um, and, um, oh, I wanted to um, also thank John Voigt, who came on the show as a guest last year, who was the bass player in that concert I was talking about in Boston that Paul wanted to have ECM make into a record. Um, he listened to this, um, these Lowell Davidson Paul Modian tracks. I, I just wanted to be positive that that's what it was. And, uh, he said yes. So it's kind of the holy grail for Lowell Davidson fans, which, uh, is a small group, but, um, I think once you hear his piano playing, um, you will agree how gifted he is. Um, so this is from Paul's autobiography about his first trio. I contacted bassist David Isensen. We had played together a few times, and we had been involved in different projects with other musicians. I liked David. 
We were friends. I liked his concept, the way he played. It would be perfect for what I had in mind. He played great with the bow, in tune. He would be great in a trio context with saxophone. Charles Brackeen was my choice for saxophone. He played tenor and soprano saxophones, and his sound was something that I could use. I thought he got a beautiful sound on the soprano, a clear, round, and full sound. Not too many saxophone players got a sound like that. Most soprano players seemed to be screeching, and it was annoying, with that shrill, terrible sound. David and Charles got along and liked each other and knew each other. It was exciting. I had enough original material for a couple of sets of music. We rehearsed sometimes at Charles's loft on 23rd Street or in the basement of David's house, occasionally at my apartment. It didn't take me long to find work for us. There were quite a few places in New York where we could play. I had made two albums for the ECM record company, and they were behind me and gave me support. I did have some rehearsals with other bass players along with Brackeen, Charlie Hayden, Hayden, David Friesian, Brian Smith, and one rehearsal with Brackeen and guitarist Paul Metzke. I didn't realize it at the time, but the guitar, saxophone, drums trio was an omen, a sign of things to come. ECM Records set up a European tour for us, August 19 to September 21. During that tour is when we recorded the album Dance on September 1st and 2nd, 1977 at Tan Studio Bauer in Ludwigsburg, Germany, near Stuttgart. Okay, so um, we've got, I divided up this um, rehearsal tape of Charles Brackeen's um, into four parts. So it's the first part, mostly talking. I kind of think this might have been recorded at a different time. It almost sounds like there's a third person there, but I can't really tell. Tell me what uh, you think.
Um, there you have a little chatter at the beginning of a rehearsal with uh, Charles Brackeen, Paul Modi, and, and possibly um, possibly David Isenson is there at that little section. I'm not sure. It sounds like a third person. Um, and I've now I've got I've got a reading about Lowell from Paul's autobiography. I trust my psychic powers. I feel that I'm able to foresee and foretell coming events. The ability to do this is a big plus when playing with other musicians. I can anticipate what's coming up. The hard part is to listen to myself and act upon these feelings. Bassist Kent Carter reminded me recently about the time when we were rehearsing with the pianist Lowell Davidson in Boston. We were into a new kind of playing, different. Sometimes Kent would play on pots and pans, strung up on a clothesline in the kitchen. Anything would do that would create unusual sounds. During a break in the rehearsal one day, someone, maybe it was Lowell, turned on the record player and put on a recording of a Bartok string quartet. I had never heard that particular quartet before. I began playing drums along with the music. I played what I heard and what I played fit with the music. Kent remembers that to this day. He told me he never witnessed anything like that before or since. There were many rehearsals with Lowell and Kent in Boston. I used to drive up there from New York periodically and play with them. This went on for maybe 10 years, and we actually did play a concert at Harvard.
And that was Lowell Davidson and Paul Modian rehearsing, I think, at Paul's apartment, though I'm not positive, um, in New York City around 1977. And um, if, you know, this is 40, almost 40 years ago, and um, it's pretty amazing that um, we have the cassettes and that, you know, they're still in pretty decent shape. And uh, 40 years ago, that's the same as the Common Ground Fair. So <laughs> I've got another reading about Charles Brackeen. Sometimes Charles Brackeen made money on the street. He prepared his monkeys. He had a handful of small toy metal monkeys. He made colorful costumes for them that he sewed himself and then put nails in the palms of the monkey's hands for louder sounds. He remade the wind-up and put batteries in the monkeys. And as the monkeys kept time and marched around him, Charles played the music on soprano saxophone. He would usually be found in midtown on some street corner plying his trade. A great act, funny. Sometimes he made a few hundred dollars. I thought he should have been on TV. One time, he told me, someone ran off with his tin can of money that was sitting in front of him, a drag. Charles chased the guy but never caught him. Charles finally left New York. It came about because of one night when he was in a midtown subway station waiting for the train to go home. Minding his own business, a couple of uniformed police beat him up, almost cracked his head open. Only because he was black, looked suspicious, and was carrying his saxophone in a black case, which, to the police, looked like a weapon. That was the last straw. Charles moved to California. Well, in light of uh, what's been going on these days with um, people of color being just murdered in the streets by police with no consequence, and um, it just, I thought that was really interesting. That was 40 years ago. So, you know, if that was today, would they just have shot and killed him? Probably. So uh, things are worse. Things are worse for human rights. It's uh, pretty sad. Okay, we've got another section of the Charles Brackeen and Palmodian tape. And, oh, I want to remind you that you are listening to Community Radio WRFR Low Power, FM Rockland, Maine, and streaming online at WRFR.org. Oh, 
Yeah, we went, we went through it once. I needed to check that because I had to actually... Well, I don't know if we want to do that soon anymore. Right? Look, how the Soprano? Check this one out, man. You got the Soprano. Look at this. Remember this one? This was like on the A-flat minor. Mm-hmm. That was uh, Charles Breckin and Paul Modian rehearsing, um, not sure where, around 1977. Um, Paul noted that sometimes they rehearsed at Charles' um, studio, sometimes occasionally at his apartment. Um, so I have a reading about Lowell Davidson next. The pianist Lowell Davidson was a tall, skinny black man. I thought he was gifted and smart, but he beeped himself up when he experimented with synthetic drugs. I heard that he was making up beep in a lab at MIT, 
and then ended up in a hospital. He was later released and lived on welfare and social security for a time. Lowell lived in Boston. I first met him in New York in the early part of 1965. We played at a session in a loft somewhere on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. His music was interesting and original. The music was his own, different. His melodic themes were written. Welcome back to Uncle Paul's Jazz Closet. This is your host, Cindy McGurl, with your local radio show about jazz drummer Paul Modian. And today we're featuring uh, two rehearsal tapes, both from approximately 1977, one with the saxophonist Charles Burkeen and Paul Modian, and the other with pianist Lowell Davidson and Paul Modian. Um, and I want to thank my sponsor, the Camden Conference, and uh, I wanted to say that I noticed that they're having a lot of events this fall, lots of talks, mostly at our local libraries, and the topic is refugees. It looks really interesting, so check it out if you can. I've got um, another reading about Charles Brackeen, kind of a funny story, from their um, tours in Europe. Um, Paul did two tours with um, Charles Brackeen in Europe. One was, um, um, well, now I'm not sure. They were, they're both. They were. I think they were only about a year apart. I think one was 1977 and one was 1978. You can't take all those bags on the plane, Brackeen was told. It was the beginning of our second European tour, and Charles showed up at the airport with two saxophones and two suitcases. Finally, after lots of arguing, I watched Brackeen open his bag and switch some items from one bag to another. He had cans of food, cooking utensils, toilet paper, potatoes. I couldn't believe all the beep he had. <laughs> the bags got checked in, and we were on our way. Our bass player, Harold Anderson, lived in Oslo, and we were to meet him there. We arrived in Oslo, went to the hotel, and after checking in, I went to Brackeen's room to make sure he was okay. Man, my small bottle of soy sauce broke, he said. All my clothes are beeped up. I had to wash everything. Charles' room looked like a laundry. All his clothes were hanging up on clotheslines all around the room. I'm sorry, Charles. I hope everything will be all right. The next day, the hotel manager was knocking on my door. Mr. Modian, your friend was cooking fish in his room, and now my hotel smells of fish. We have our own restaurant and cannot allow cooking in the room. I'm sorry, I said. I'll make sure it doesn't happen again. Please, Mr. Modian, otherwise I'll have to ask you to leave. We did leave the next day. It was the beginning of our European tour. The tour went well. I was very happy with the music. I loved Brackeen's playing. He had the most gorgeous round sound on soprano saxophone, and an original deep sound on tenor. He interpreted my music beautifully. Um, so next up I have the um, another part of the rehearsal tape with Brackeen and Modian, and this is the one that I quoted from uh, where Charles Brackeen says, uh-oh, turn that thing off. I've got one, two, one, two, three, four, two, three, 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 three
But it's a whole different another thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it should be written in 6-8, and then, and then you can play that like that. Like four, you know, it's like, it's like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I would have to write it in 6-8. 6-8, yeah. Verse. Arnett started writing it all fucking up, all kinds of ways. He did 6-8 too, and 3-4, and all kinds of shit. Because I remember when we did the change of the 23 bars, it came out 23 bars, it was perfect. I think that was a success. Uh-huh. Okay. He said play it like blues with a with a tag on. <laughs> he said play play blues with a tag. <laughs> this motherfucker walk. You can be hearing this shit like that. You can do shit like that. You can hear it. <laughs> you can hear against you know what I mean. You can hear it like that, man. I have to practice that shit. Do you want to play on tenor and see what it's like, or? Uh, I wanted to ask you about these other things too. These, yeah, what's that? Uh, Sissy Lou and bylaws. Yeah, with bylaws and Sissy Lou, that was we we could arrange that, you know. Uh-huh. But, but the way that I had had that, that was like a harmony thing that yeah. I that would bring out more. You know, if I could fuck around with the bass and shit like that, that would really be something cool. Cool, that shit. Yeah. That's why it's good when we get together, you know, because it all helps, you know. I mean? But the harm, you know, what I mean, harmony just does this. This makes a whole another thing. A lot of times, seem like to me, seem like it's. But I don't know that I don't want to get hung up. Yeah. On nothing, you know. Yeah. One, two, one, two, three. <laughs> I think it's 
to think of it, maybe it's better to think of it like that altogether instead of a six page. That sure sounds good that way. The play on it. The play yeah, yeah. on it feels, you know, I mean, I don't know. The play on what? The, the, the play, play on, on the song, you know, it, you hear the lay. Because then you can almost put in the six eight and stuff where it's really <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, yeah, yeah, that's the way. Okay. What about, what about, uh, what's, uh, what's, uh, what's, what's Sissy Lou like? Or bylaws? What's Sissy Lou? Oh, shit. Doggone, I said. Did I ever bring that tape? I have to bring that tape up. You brought it once. Bylaws, so you can hit that up, bitch. I found it again. Uh -huh. I found it. You uh -huh. did. Uh -huh. Found that. You know. You want to try it? You want to just yeah. fuck around with it?
Charles Berkeen and Paul Modian practicing um, what I believe, I think that's a Charles Berkeen composition, Sissy Lou. And um, next up I have another reading about Lowell Davidson, and then I'll play another cut from the Lowell Davidson Paul Modian rehearsal tape. Lowell Davidson created his own style. I felt that his influences came from a combination of Bill Evans, Cecil Taylor, Thelonious Monk, and Paul Blay, and mostly from the gospel music he heard in church where his father was the minister. I liked playing his improvisational, compositional style of music. I thought he was brilliant. We played a concert in Boston in the summer of 1976. It was quite memorable. It was a beautiful concert, and I'll always remember it in my mind and in my heart. It was the last time I played with Lowell. Oh, well, maybe this rehearsal tape is earlier then. The music was exciting, and it was recorded. I acquired the recorded tape, but held on to it for too many years, and I'm afraid that the tape cannot be reproduced and released as a CD. The ECM Record Company requested the tape, and I turned it over to them. Lowell had recorded the concert on one-quarter-inch tape on his reel-to-reel Tandberg tape recorder. The concert was held on the second floor of Emanuel Church. The room was full to capacity. About 100 people. Madame Charloff was in the audience. I wanted to meet her. She was the mother of the late great baritone saxophone player, Serge Charloff, who had played with the Woody Herman Band. I had heard of Madame Charloff from pianists that had studied with her. She was famous for her exceptional teaching abilities. After the concert, Lowell introduced me to her. What are you worried about, she said to me. You have more talent in your little finger than most people have in their whole being, she said. She knew me and my unnecessary and wasteful worries over nothing, just by watching me play. An incredible, perceptive, and unusual woman.
That was another lovely piece from Lowell Davidson on piano and Paul Modian on drums from the around 1977 rehearsal tape that I found in the Palmodian archive that was digitized for me by um, local musician Vince Gabriel, who does a lot of wonderful things around here. He hosts the open mic nights. Those are really fun um, at several different places, too. So um, I want to... tell you that you are listening to Community Radio, 93.3 FM, WRFR, Low Power, Rockland, Maine. And um, we are streaming online at WRFR.org. And I told you a little bit about Lowell Davidson, and I'm going to tell you a little bit more about Charles Barkeen. Uh, was born in 1940 and is still living, and I think he lives in Texas. He seems like a hard guy to track down. Um, I'm not really sure what he's doing nowadays. He also didn't record very many albums, but the album that he liked that um, that Paul mentioned was recorded in 1968 with Don Cherry, Charlie Hayden, Hayden and Ed Blackwell, and is called Rhythm X, and Um, I have a cut from that that I'm going to play at the end of the show. And then he only did um, a few more albums as leader after that. Um, He did three in 1987 for Silkheart Records and uh, one in 1974 called Charles's Concept. And that one I haven't seen anywhere. It's a little bit of stuff on YouTube, but not very much um, that you can listen to. And he did record as a sideman with Paul and also with... Ahmed Abdullah and Dennis Gonzalez. Um, if you know Charles Berkeen or know what he's up to now, uh, let us know. I noticed that not not many people make comments on either um, the jazzcloset.blogspot page or the Facebook page. I mean, lots of people like it, which is really great. Um, but, you know, if you got something to say, say it. So I've got another um, reading to do from Paul's autobiography. After the breakup of the Keith Jarrett Quartet, I began rehearsals with bassist David Isenson and Charles Brackeen, who played soprano and tenor saxophone, David because of his arco playing and Charles because of his sound. I thought David would be a major voice in the trio format, He had played with the MBC Orchestra and also with Ornette Coleman, among others, and we had played together before and were good friends. He had outstanding bass techniques and original and exceptional talent. Brackeen wasn't very well known, but I liked the album he made a few years earlier, playing his own compositions. I'm trying to think of the drums not as the percussion part of the trio, but as the harmonic part of it. In other words, I'm trying to think as if I was the pianist, as if the drums were a piano. I'm very conscious of the melody and the tuning and the sounds and all that. I think of a set of drums as a complete instrument, and I think of it as an extension of myself. Within the whole instrument are these other instruments that should be carefully tuned. I don't take a drum and say, this has to be an A. I don't do that. I use my ear and play. I can see and go by the sound and try to make sure that I can almost play chords. 
We played some gigs around the New York area early in 1977, and on May 20 and 21 we played at Michigan State University in East Lansing, opposite guitarist Earl Clough. Our first European tour was from August 20th to September 21, and included recording an album for the ECM Record Company. We played in France, Germany, Italy, Switzerland, Austria, and Denmark. Our first four gigs were recorded live. I don't know if these radio recordings still exist or what happened to the recorded tapes. I enjoyed the music we made. We played mostly my music with some of Charles' songs and some Ornette Coleman pieces. Um, so I, I saw on YouTube um, there were a couple of cuts from the live concert in Bremen, Germany, that was on September 13th, 1977. So those tapes do exist. Um, I thought I had something recorded there too, but that might be from something later, but because I couldn't find it. So I do still have, I have other tapes too that I need to digitize from this time period. So there's more of this stuff. So that was um, what I played last with Charles Brackeen and Paul Modi, and that was the end of that tape. But I did notice on another tape that um, Vince digitized for me, at the very end of it, there's about a minute of uh, Charles and Paul playing a song called Tangram, um, which was, Paul often reused his cassette tapes, so it was from an earlier recording, and that tape was from 1981, so this is before that. It's probably around 77 or 78. Um, and Tangram is a song that is going to be in the Palmodian composition book. It's one that was never released. Um, and some of, I thought some of those songs were never recorded, but I have copies of all of them on the rehearsal tapes, so that's kind of cool. So next week when I do the show, another show about the compositions, I'll, I'll play some more versions of this. Um, but this is just a short little cut with uh, just Paul and Charles.
And that was uh, track five, the last one from the Lowell Davidson and Paul Mordian duo cassette tape that I played today. I hope people enjoyed that. It's kind of like the Holy Grail since um, there's hardly any recordings by Lowell Davidson out there. Um, there is also the one from 1988 with Richard Poole, who came on the show this summer. Um, so, Next up, I have a cut from Rhythm X, which is Charles Brackeen's album as leader, recorded in 1968, released in 1973 on Dolphy Series 4. Um, it's called CB Blues. It's um, all that whole album is Charles compositions. Ed Blackwell on drums, Charles Brackeen, tenor saxophone, Don Cherry on trumpet, and Charlie Hayden on bass. Thank you. 
CB Blues, a Charles Breaking composition from his 1973 album Rhythm X, recorded in 1968, with Ed Blackwell and Don Cherry and uh, the great Charlie Hayden there playing some beautiful bass. So if you have questions, comments, or suggestions, you can check out uh, the Paul Modian archive page, which is at jazzcloset.blogspot. Dot com. Um, next week is the last Friday of the month, but there's so there's no show. But then I'll be back in October with um, with more from the Paul Modian composition book. It might be the last episode for that, or there might be two. I'm not sure. Um, I have one more reading about Lowell Davidson, and then I'm going to play a cut from his 1965 Lowell Davidson trio album from ESP Records called uh, Dunce. It's a Lowell Davidson composition with Lowell on piano, Gary Peacock on bass, and Milford Graves on drums. So this is from Paul's autobiography. In later years, Lowell would call me up from Boston and play his music for me over the telephone. He was getting into electronic music and was playing a small silver metal bass. His most recent music sounded futuristic, as if it was from some outer planet. Lowell was certainly unique. He died a few years ago. Drugs and alcohol were partly to blame. I loved him, an unusual and special talent. Too bad. I miss him.
Thank you.